the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about Offerings, the fourth studio album from Oregon band Typhoon, which starts out with a spoken word intro and then the first song, which is called Wake. Down in the floodplains waiting on a This album starts with a bang, throwing kind of everything against the wall, and it's it's certainly going to be a challenge for us, I think, to talk about because there's so much packed into these songs, and this band has a flair for the theatrical. There's this almost like Gregorian chant to open it after the very kind of cinematic spoken word intro, and we played two I guess two minutes of it and then we didn't even get to the fact that it gets very noisy at the end there's a lot going on and it's the the asterisk I'm putting on this album is we are not even scraping the surface yeah it's super ambitious it's really long it's 14 tracks and it's like an hour and 10 minutes long my only criticism is that I think it's actually a little bit too long but but it's packed with ideas it's packed with a lot of complicated musical structures So we're really only scratching the surface here. What this album is about on the surface and 
on a little bit deeper level is this is about losing one's memory and it's kind of the story of told in the first person of someone who is experiencing losing his memory and then also there's another person or multiple other people who are addressing the the main character and it kind of switches back and forth between that point of view and the music really underscores that and kind of gives you the feeling of what it's like it, it opens with the spoken word intro that you mentioned is of all the things you're about to lose, this will be the most painful. And so presumably it's your memory. Yeah, well, there's this, I think, search for transcendence because it opens with that this is painful. But then in this song, introduce the lyric that is the title of the album, which is offering that's saying like, you're not losing it, you're giving it to someone or something. Mm -hmm. And I, it's maybe the open question of, is that a belief or merely a hope? And Mm -hmm. it's, I don't think that this song is making it clear at least. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think it's hopeful. I think it's more observational and a little bit nihilistic, but we can get into that more. Of it, It's sad, but it's not despondent, and the music is very hopeful, even though it's kind of dark. But this song fades out, and it's woven throughout the album with this Asa Nisi Masa chant, which is a nonsense phrase from the Fellini film Eight and a Half. Which I've never seen, so like I, I can't put more context into that, but I, it, it does kind of give the flavor of everything that I once remembered and all of my life story has kind of devolved into this just kind of like nonsense, l- these little bits of memory that I'm trying to piece together and I can't anymore. There's a meaninglessness that flows throughout the album that I don't know gets resolved in any kind of positive way. Searching for meaning and something that's intrinsically meaningless, I think... <laughs> I mean, it gets repeated for a lot of the end of the song. And then I think we get flowing into the second song on the album, whose title straight up says like, yeah, you're trying to find meaning in something that isn't there. And it's called Rorschach. Eyes on the screen, we have all the information now. But what does it mean? Reasons it tease Drank up all that hemlock Here I am just reading the leaves And left wondering What happened to the life we lost That got lost in the living And all this fiction makes me nervous Turns out it was blood spill on the canvas Painting. The film in your brain, it edits to a man, but keeps the figure in the frame. It's a sacrificial violence, all those passed over. Silence and cast out with the blame. And I'm trying to stay sane. Meanwhile, the river of forgetfulness it starts spilling the pains. Just crawl out of our heads Be holding the night When I should be 
said before, this album is, a, according to interviews, a narrative about someone losing his memory. And it, it's presented as sort of a narrative in insofar as it starts with wake and it ends with sleep. And there's four different movements that kind of cover some different territory. But I think you can also view it as a sort of musical version of the painting cycle. Thir- is it 36 views of Mount Fuji where there, it's a classic Japanese painting set where it's all different paintings of Mount Fuji but presented in different ways and in different contexts and I think that this is kind of you could say this is each track is a different way of looking at memory and what it means and this song for example kind of looks at the experience of having all your memory but one of the lines is we have all the information now but what does it mean and it doesn't just because you remember everything doesn't necessarily make that a more cohesive experience of the world because you're still viewing it it's all a Rorschach painting and you remember the bits that you edit out because of the story that you tell yourself but that's not necessarily the historical account and I see that perspective but I'm kind of looking at this and I think this time a little bit it's you know eyes on the screen he's talking about all this information and fiction and it almost to me is kind of like well I've got my memories but then also like all of the information of the internet being kind of flooded into us all the time and how that kind of messes with your memory because all these external things are being mixed in there Mm -hmm. and then it's in this song that's just so layered Mm -hmm. with these strings and different kind of synth noises and especially Mm -hmm. get that at the end where these like there's this instrumental outro where they just keep adding new, more and more instruments. Mm-hmm. And I think we read that there were 11 people in this band. So yeah. Yeah. That's a and lot of members. Yeah. The singer's name is Kyle Morton. And I think he does a lot of the songwriting, but yeah, 11 and I've seen elsewhere, 12 people. So, well, and so this one, especially for me, I think that sort of sonic, like pop maximalism mm-hmm. and this, especially this song about that's super serious and about the, the, Oh, what is the internet doing to us? And I'm a little bit reminded of how arcade fire kind of s- tried to do that album mm-hmm. about, Hey, isn't the internet kind of nuts? Mm-hmm. And it was, didn't quite work and I almost feel like they stumbled a little and this band is this kind of up and coming but also that same sort of maximalist giant lineup every sound thrown at you trying and like hey we we can take that role we we can be arcade fire yeah and I think there's a little of that going on in this album like they're this is their like claim to that throne musically wait it's important to point out that the arcade fire but without becoming terrible because they are terrible now well as i said that was an album where (laughs) i think that the previous album was really was kind of interesting and Mm -hmm. then they really stumbled i think Mm -hmm. it has them they might have it in Mm -hmm. them to recover but Mm -hmm. for now the blood's in the water and these guys are going after it and they're yeah even like like the blood that it's blood not Mm -hmm. just a warshak painting that but the warshak is blood that it's vicious and dark yeah and and talking about the maximalism i think that one of the things that we see thematically throughout this record is taking the really big chaotic parts and some of them are very chaotic where it's not just all the musicians playing but also like there will be weird kind of feedback noise underneath or like crowds kind of you know like voices in a crowd like all this other undertones that add more complexity and I I think that also kind of is intended to present the experience of memory of some things are very clear and it's just those are the points where it's just the acoustic guitar or the vocals and then some parts are really chaotic and it's tough to pick out what is relevant because it's all kind of a blur and I think that is it's an intentional style that's made to draw out the theme of your memory falling apart and having moments of clarity and moments of chaos 
I like that. You <laughs> have nailed the album better than I have. But, well, I don't know. but I think, yeah, that sonic mixture of that sometimes it's so quiet and then sometimes it's so loud. And I think I, the beginning of the album, I think, is more tending towards that very chaotic kind mm-hmm. of over the top. Mm-hmm. And then we'll play this next song. It's the fourth track where things, I think, get a little more contemplative. It's called Algernon. A woman needs a chair Holds her face close to mine She's curious and uncomfortable I care to give it one more try She holds a picture up While she studies my eyes I'm trying hard to recall the routine But I can't and so I improvise This one's with my father Wearing ladies' clothes I walked in on him once as a kid Must have thought nobody else was home It's a lie and she knows But there's no other use And anyway what you want and what you want to be Are easily confused And the moment stretches on Like the first day of school I've answered on Like a cell phone call Short circuit goes around forever Until it's gone This song is really kind of so sad and heartbreaking about that loss of memory of trying to reach out to someone who maybe doesn't remember you and I feel like this one is probably the most narratively specific. It's like an actual anecdote. Yeah, you really feel like you're there mm. and that immediacy and that the music is, you know, there's still a lot of kind of production tricks and noise in there, but it's still the most kind of stripped down sound I think we've heard mm. on the album so far. And really close mic'd. Yeah, yeah, it feels so immediate. Like he's mm. just here right next to you, mm. whis- whispering in your ear. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a little disconcerting, but very pretty. Mm. And I, I just really appreciated this I guess songwriting approach Mm -hmm. of that I think there's four verses and then a chorus and then a couple of verses and a bridge and then like the number of verses kind of strips down Mm -hmm. and the only thing that stays the same is this old woman in her chair Mm -hmm. and she's either sitting up or stirring around or staying Mm -hmm. in the chair and that's sort of the through line but it's just everything else kind of falls away over the course of the song yeah the lyrics are so well constructed and so first of all if you're not familiar with the story flowers for algernon this is about a story of some you know it's now viewed um sort of controversially because of the way that it talks about people who are mentally disabled but a guy who has a very very low iq and he takes this experimental drug that makes him quote unquote normal and then he becomes like super smart and then he loses it and algernon is the name of the mouse that they originally did the experiments on and they do originally do give this drug to a mouse it becomes super smart and they can tell that because of the way it runs through the maze and there's a lot of imagery throughout the whole album about mouses in mazes and there's another song that refers to Ariadne who's the goddess who designed the maze that the Minotaur was in so like there's a lot about mazes and then there's a lot about rivers there's a lot of repeated themes but anyway he sees the the mouse get smart and then die 
and then he realizes that that's what's going to happen to him. The The narrative of the song is something that I'm sure is familiar to anyone who has a family member with Alzheimer's, where it's clearly some family member that he doesn't recognize who's sitting with him, and she's kind of showing him pictures to see if it can jog his memory, and he's sort of pretending to go along with it because she doesn't really know why she's there or why she wa- she's doing this, but he wants to like give the right answer, and it's just really really sad and like there's a line where she says the part of you that I love is still in there even if it doesn't know my name and it's just like so heartbreaking and the the way that the as you said the song is so stripped down and structured with like such clean production and it it really makes it stand out amongst the rest anyway it's just a really beautiful song yeah and you know I'm glad the album has this blend but the stuff that really grabs my attention is when they remind you hey we've got a ton of people we can make a lot of noise and i think what in our conversation the only uh real barn burner maybe on the album is this next track we'll play it's called remember of theories about the song but first of all it's just such as you said such a barn burn it's so joyous and if you don't listen to the lyrics it just seems really uplifting and like it's got a great energy i would make the and i have no idea if this is true but i have i would make the argument that it's on its face part of the sort of narrative about memory and theories about memory and you could say that it's this is the part of not just losing your memory but sometimes you want to actively discard it and burn the memories that are awful but I think you could also read it as a more a broader statement about our political moment and it sounds like the person that he's talking to could be the sort of people who are now just want to forget about history and just insist that we want to go back to the good old days and make America great again and forgetting that there was all this like actually terrible stuff and just you're just so angry that you're not um you're not thinking about the past and putting anything in context but that could be Uh, too yo you 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 went there no that no that's good but I Mm -hmm. I I think that it it works on those levels I didn't see it at the level and I'm feeling oh I need to get better at this but (laughs) on the other hand like the just as a story and in some ways I feel like it's it's kind of the the that was sort of the, when we heard before Algernon was a very sad take on that. Like, Oh, I have this relative mm-hmm. who's kind of forgetting me. And this is a very angry take where on a similar situation about someone who's kind of forgetting things. And there's just this image of like, I'm claiming wolves replace my family mm-hmm. and I'm, 
hitting like I'm you're raising your hand, hand against me with the newspaper that you can't read and someone just so this just this very vivid sense of someone who doesn't even recognize you hitting you with a newspaper mm-hmm. that that person is too far gone to read mm-hmm. and that that works as a personal story but then you're right that this this construct of history that everyone's building the past and as you forget things you have to rebuild what that even means mm-hmm. but in this case it's, you're burning at, you're burning the notepad of your memories yeah. actively it's really scary yeah and, and there's a line that it, in the part that we didn't play where the stanza the lyrics goes the mark of time is elaborately long it's a spirograph drawn with no breaks just goes on and on and here we are on the cutting room floor slicing fugues where they don't belong and so again this is coming back to the idea that our memory is also just what we make up and it's not necessarily historically accurate yeah and sonically this is again really energetic but then it and that balance between the really grim lyrics very active music but then at a certain point the lead vocalist kind of fades into the background and a female vocalist takes over at the end and in fact takes on a very different tone like and again there's so many different movements i was trying to write, i write notes on these like verse chorus bridge and at a certain point it's just a lot of question marks yeah. so structurally there's this is not conforming to any structure mm-hmm. and she takes over at the end and then as she finishes singing is her voice sort of melds with a guitar and it's a really cool production trick and you know she's not prominently featured on the album but here and there on a, f- on a few songs in the background and does get to step into the lead and do take lead vocals on the next track we'll play it's called coverings different vocalist and i think the lyrics are a little more impressionistic about Mm -hmm. the same sort of notion of loss of memory but it's 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 a little removed it's not quite as dark and her voice is so pretty and this is very pretty and yet in that chorus where it's just you know what you can do you know but you can't do it and it's just this it's it becomes increasingly frantic and the strings get crazy and there's all this noise layered on and it's such a 
nice moment and i call it a chorus that only happens once in the song again these songs defy char- normal song structure yeah, really characterization structurally and one of the things i do kind of come away from this album is that they kind of have this go-to thing of like start real quiet and then just mm-hmm. kind of keep layering the instruments pull them back often start just mm-hmm. with an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar and voice and then mm-hmm. layer on more and they keep going back to the same well but it's it's a good trick and they pull it off really well it's not like they're the first band ever to do this and they they are very good at it yeah and the strings and the horns are really beautiful and it you really don't even notice the additional background noise layered on unless you have headphones which i think this is a really good record to listen to with headphones on absolutely and so coming from this we are getting towards the end of the album and one more time to touch on that maze theme with the song you mentioned the penultimate track it's called ariadne this penultimate track we go back to the maze metaphor as you said and there's a line in here if there's any chance of getting out you got to make yourself remember and so i think that speaks to both the theme about memory but also could kind of speak to the theme that i made up in my head about this being kind of a social commentary as well as a as a meta theme but um this track is kind of the bookend of the first track where the first track began with an, a spoken word opening, and this one ends with the spoken word open ending. And the last line of the spoken word is a, repeating the beginning, which is of everything you're about to lose. This will be the most painful. Yeah, and there's an there's also an entire chant about Theseus in this case, mm-hmm. and also the return of the Asanisimasa and all of this different stuff. And it's just building with all this high energy, and again with so many tracks we can't capture it. But now that I'm looking at the lyrics and hearing the song again, and it's like this entire, oh, everyone's a terrorist now. Mm-hmm. Don't you know your neighbor? And that can be someone who's forgetting and is just scared. But that's mm-hmm. also a society where it's just if you're not feeling connected to your community. And so thank you for opening my eyes to seeing it as having these sorts of universal mm-hmm. themes that make it not any less depressing, let's say, but even more universal and powerful. And, you know, the Gen Xer in me, thinks that there should be a layer of irony on everything and this album does not have that it is so earnest but the skill of the songwriting the performance the fact you can even corral heard those cats of 11 people and make this beautiful wall of noise is just fabulous and this is the first typhoon album i've listened to and i may have to go back and listen to those earlier ones and i guess i'll be playing at the 
uh, independent right in the next couple months yeah on february 13th so oh next month yeah. yeah we'll be there we have some friends who turned us on to this band so they invited us to go so we're looking forward Yay. to that I, it'll be our first time seeing them perform which put should be pretty spectacular with all those people fingers crossed so overall i think you know it's a really ambitious album and i think in some ways it gets a little overly ambitious but there's so much to parse here and it's really it's really a great work of art because it just i just kept thinking about it and every every time i listened i got something new out of it and i think it's gonna end up being probably one of the best records out this year it's definitely the probably the best album so far in 2018 it hasn't been very long yeah high bar yeah Anyway, so we're going to go out with the last track, which is called Sleep. And there's kind of one song and then there's a hidden chanty track at the end. But we'll just play the beginning. Um, again, this is the counterpart to the first track, which is called Wake. So we've been li- we've been discussing the album Offerings by Typhoon. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks for listening. We can all agree. It's a mistake for the living, for the sorrow, for the grief. I ransacked the place for the single thought that could come for me. Something small, something sweet. Once in the spring You were on the porch Heard you singing From inside Sat and listened Through the screen As it sinks out of sight